0: I'm really excited to play this interview with our next guest on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a great opportunity to talk to uh, somebody we've talked to in the past on the show, uh, Stan Zimmerman. The reason we talked to him. The first time was because he's responsible, and this it plays into this, uh, this interview a little bit. Uh, he's responsible for Silver Foxes, which is a show that is sort of the male answer to the Golden Girls. Gay male. Gay male. Answer to the Golden Girls, yep. which uh, we are hopeful that uh, will someday be on our TV screens.
1: And you'll hear a little bit about that in the interview, but we wanted to talk to him mostly about Roseanne because he was a writer on Roseanne back in the day and had some really interesting things to share with us. And we just had a bunch of like insider questions, kind of like our interview yesterday with Melissa Peterman. So, you know, when there's stuff going on in Hollywood, better to go right to the source.
0: And so here we are going to the source with Stan Zimmerman. Well, thank you so much, Stan, for joining us today uh, to talk about this strange time we are in.
2: (laughs) It is a strange time.
0: It is. So um, as somebody who's known and worked with Roseanne Barr in the past, what was your first reaction to the
2: tweet? Okay. I was going to ask what was my first reaction when I first saw her. Well, Um, that too. (laughs) We can get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, The tweet was shocking. Um... It had obviously gone into a odd place. I mean, we had seen her conspiracy theories, and you kind of write that off as like, okay, you know, she, you know, a little nutty about that. But to have a personal attack for no reason on somebody um, was just too far. And I think everybody, you know, not just in the Hollywood community, but I think all over, realized there was something else there that was really ugly. Mm. And it's not a joke, and racism is not a joke, and to say that about somebody that she, you know, now she thinks she barely even knew, you know, who she was, what, what is the point? Yeah. You know, we can talk
1: about what you thought of ABC's decision to, to cancel the show in a moment, but before we even get to that, I'm curious, um, were you surprised at how quickly ABC moved to make a, a final decision about the show?
2: Yes, I was very surprised that they would cancel it so quickly because there was so much on the table and it's a hit show and all that money. And I'm, sh- you know, I was not privy to what the discussions were, and I'm sure there were many. In, uh at ABC, uh, for me, you know, as a creative person and also as just a sensitive human being, I feared the. Often the knee-jerk reaction is to just shun people when they, you know, show their true colors and do something, you know, wrong. And she was then, for a while, was admitting that it was a wrong statement, um, because then we end up having to revisit this topic again. And how many times do we have to come back? And people are shocked that there are people that don't understand why that would be a racist comment. Mm-hmm. And that I think is worth delving into, and as I tell my acting students, if you push things under the rug, you're just going to end up like walking in the room and tripping over it, mm. and so I'm always about shedding light on, on subjects, and I think that's what was so great about the Roseanne show, the original and the reboot, is that it got into messy subjects, and you got all different points of view, and they hashed it out, but at the end of the day, they all loved each other like in real families, and so... Personally, I would love it if they could figure out some way to keep those characters going. Um, you know, possibly sending her off to rehab to deal with her pill issue, which has is, you know been such a central part of the reboot. And I was hoping when I was watching the reboot, it seemed like they were making it more a Darlene-centered show and her kids, and then Roseanne could be the you know crazy grandma. Um, and there are many ways to do it, you know, then it gets complicated as far as, you know, people will feel, well, why should Roseanne profit from
0: the show and
2: you know, then I came up with, you know, suggestions she should give her money to the NAACP or there there are ways to do it. I just and all those people that are without jobs and not just the actors and the writers, but you know, I'm so concerned about the people that you know, live day to day by those jobs, you know, whether they're the crew or the grips or the people that cook or make costumes or, you know, it's so far-reaching.
0: Yeah, we talked a little bit about that um, yesterday with our mutual friend, Melissa Peterman. Oh, Um, I love
2: Melissa. She's
0: the best. And we talked a lot about, you know, as a viewer, you know, here we are over in Minnesota. We watch through the picture box what is presented to us on the TV. There are so many people behind the scenes that you don't see who are are basically at the mercy of Roseanne in this case. Yeah, my mother
2: used to come to the tapings, and she would she would look out because they would always give her a front seat, and she was just amazed at all these people buzzing around, and it reminded me, all because of something that, you know, was in my head and my writing partner's head, you know, we created this, and that's what's so fun about it, you know, you're sitting in a room, you're saying, hey, you know, maybe Roseanne should go on a plane, and suddenly a producer walks in and says, what kind of plane, and then, you know, suddenly they're, you know, renting a plane set, Mm. and, you know, there's just so many people that I didn't even know who their names were that were working on something that that I had, you know, created.
1: Stan, can we talk about um, because one of the reasons we want to talk to you, in addition to the fact that you know, you know how the business works, you um, have some.
2: Because um, I'm no, an old grizzled veteran. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: On many shows, but inc- including Roseanne. And um, can you just kind of tell us, you were talking in your CNN interview about sort of the magic of the show, what it allowed um, people to see through the television at a time when, you know, maybe it was uncomfortable, specifically one of the episodes you worked on that involved uh, a same-sex kiss all the way back in the 90s when...
2: 93, they would not allow, and it was just a few seconds, and they didn't even want to see it up close, and it was kind of from the back of the head. Uh, a kiss, and it wasn't even a romantic kiss; it was you know she was shocked by Mariel Hemingway leaning in and kissing her, and it was what the reverberations were by supposedly at the time we thought a liberal you know open minded character of Roseanne Connor and how that would affect her and what that made her think and what her family would think of something like that, and the network would not air it. they kept mm-hmm. saying no and Roseanne says well and Tom Arnold to both of their credits we're going to film it and then when we filmed it they wouldn't put it on and the two of them went to the network and said if you don't put it on we want to buy it back and we're going to buy airtime on HBO and we'll put it on there and you know luckily ABC did air it and they were afraid that the sponsors would run away and they didn't and we didn't get complaints and it was hugely rated and you know you know it was one of the you know little steps towards, you know, getting to Ellen coming out on her show and Will and Grace. You know, we each are taking steps along the way. But that's what was so disheartening about hearing her now and her viewpoints because she was such a champion for the LGBT community. And if it wasn't for her and Tom, you know, we wouldn't have had that piece of the puzzle.
0: Well, okay, we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to come back and play the remaining uh, pieces of that interview with Stan Zimmerman, who worked with Roseanne on the original Roseanne series, uh, among other projects. Uh, we'll hear the rest of that interview after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1.
2: Well, it's
0: the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And we want to play for you the remainder of our conversation with Stan Zimmerman that we had off the air. We recorded earlier. Uh, Stan Zimmerman, while you may not recognize his name, he is a. Uh, writer for TV programs such as The Golden Girls and Roseanne, the original series, which is why we wanted to talk to him in the first place. But you will also hear us reference Silver Foxes, which is a project he's working on that we would like to see on TV. Yeah, so
1: he'll give us the update on that. I just also want to make sure that when we talk of Stan Zimmerman, we also include the 1996 feature film a very Brady sequel. Mm-kay. Thank you
0: very much. Okay, here is the remainder of our conversation with Stan Zimmerman.
1: Well, and you know what's so bizarre about this, too? I uh, We talked a little bit about this yesterday on the show. I I remember loving her stand-up specials. I just remember, you know, as a closeted gay kid in the Midwest, like growing up, really just enjoying her comedy. And that's why this whole thing is shocking. But even before this, um, you know, there were moments where, like, I know probably half a dozen gay men who are, you know, just average. That's all
2: you
0: know.
1: Yeah, only mm-hmm. a half a dozen. But that,
0: <laughs> I but, think you know a few more. That is true.
1: <laughs> no, is a, is a relative term. <laughs> um, but but uh, people on Twitter who were blocked by Roseanne. And I was one of them, and she actually, you know, used an epithet toward me. And I was just making a joke in response to something dumb she was saying on Twitter. Again, you know, being someone who sort of respects her comedy, but was confused at the time about what she was talking about. But I know a number of others who sort of had a similar experience. And it's just, it's bizarre to me. Like, where does that come from? Where, you know, I'm not asking you to necessarily have the answer, but um, I think
2: if somebody did along the way, she could get the help that she needs. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think there's so many issues at play that we don't even know, and I can't get into her head or her heart. I thought I knew her heart, but then, you know, if she's doing things like that to you, and I've I've read some things, it's it, it's it's difficult, you know. But she's also a sensitive person, and I'm sure, you know, maybe, you know, it triggered something in her, and and, and that's why she lashed out. I don't I don't understand that or condone it, and I I can't believe. Somebody like her would not be sensitive enough to other people's feelings.
0: You know, and it's hard, too, and I, I I guess this isn't as much of a, a question as it is sort of a statement that the that social media was not at play in the nineties when oh my god the first one right I mean so can you imagine um, you know that has sort of added a level of complexity to the careers of people like Roseanne because not only now do we know her through Twitter but we know the character and trying to make sense of all of that um,
2: separate the character from the person because now you do have someone that can, at any time of the day, just get on their phone and send messages out to the world. Uh, when we did the original show, Tom and Roseanne, you know, seemed to be having fun and playing with the media. I mean, they were all over the place, and you know, every magazine and and all their antics, even you know, saying they were going to, you know, have a three way marriage with their assistant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so if you look back, you can find you know, kind of the seeds of where we are today. But it's so much more extreme and everybody wanting to have their political viewpoints out there as well. Yeah.
1: Now, Stan, we, you know, we could talk all day, but we don't want to... Let's do
2: that. Well, we will (laughs) someday. We totally could. (laughs) Sorry about it.
1: Make your way to Minnesota. and I would
2: love uh, to. I've been there a couple times working on the movie scripts, I had wrangled them to a studio to send me out, because I just had to you know, do research in person, and it's such a great area. It's so beautiful.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, you are welcome back, and we will show you around. Indeed.
2: Uh,
1: and we <laughs> couldn't let you go without knowing if there's any word on Silver Foxes. Of
2: course there's words. Yay! What are the words? Uh, it's been so cool, and thanks to you guys, and, and getting the word out there, that it really turned things around, because we could not Get any network to even read our script, and luckily, this company called Super Deluxe, which is backed by Turner um, Company, and they optioned the material and was written as a multicam show like Golden Girls and Roseanne. And uh, they uh, are having us now rewrite it as a single cam and asked us to make it even edgier. Oh wow! So it's really cool because we now we can go into flashbacks and um, you know it's more like a film, yeah, our film and uh, they've given us some great notes and we've been tweaking it and we're ready to hand it in and and get it out there and and luckily when they got involved it was interesting because then the more mainstream media like Entertainment Weekly and even ABC TV and they started reporting on it and suddenly like Hulu and Amazon were coming after us to read it as opposed to me having, you know, I love it. Oh
0: my so God, that's please, see, everyone, good.
2: keep up—you know, light candles and <laughs> letters, and keep up the faith. Silver foxes will definitely be out there because I'm not going to stop until it does. And I think it's important to have um, those voices, which are pretty silent of, of you know gays and lesbians that are older, um, to hear and and laugh and follow their stories.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and there's the positive side to social media, right? What a way to end.
2: I I think it can be... Use for good.
0: Yes. Well, Stan Zimmerman, thank you so much for joining us uh, today.
1: All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast.
0: And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And
1: the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is
1: Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: And uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Thank you for asking me. That is uh, Sam Zimmerman, the voice uh, that you just heard uh, that we were talking with uh, earlier today about his work with Roseanne on the show Roseanne and his sort of opinion of what he has seen unfold in the, in the past few days. Um, and I will say, you know, I, we've talked to Stan before mm-hmm. and he's such a fun person to talk to. He's got such a neat perspective. Um, he has worked on so many wonderful projects that we remember from our lives, but there's a sadness when he talks about Roseanne, you can like, like almost palpable because you get the sense that he really does. It's like, it is like not knowing who you're dealing with any longer. Well, It's
1: clear that, uh, from talking to him and, you know, uh, listening to some other interviews that he's done that he really, you know, um, I think he took to heart what Roseanne the first time around, the first iteration of that series was able to do and that he really cares about the power of television insofar as it is able to, you know, communicate difficult things. It allows people to have conversations. It allows the culture to, you know, it's all the things that we love about pop culture. Pop culture is really just a mirror that we look into and um, you know, with different eyes, we, we get to see ourselves, right? So he realizes that TV has the power to, allow people to reflect on some really difficult things. And instead of sort of shying away from or shunning those things, he really wants to push boundaries and get people to go to uncomfortable places. Because in the end, I'm just putting words in his mouth, but I would presume in the end, it just makes us all better people. So Mm -hmm. it's not just that, Oh, I love making TV. It's fun. I'm sure all those things are true, but it's also a a very powerful medium uh, that, you know, when you then hear the story of, or pay attention or see the story of Roseanne, you realize that's a it's a huge missed opportunity Absolutely. when somebody sort of throws a Molotov cocktail into the into the mix.
0: Absolutely. Uh, when we come back, we've got some crazy, stupid idiots for you. We'd like to highlight today. And if you're anywhere near your Facebook, head on over to the My Talk 107.1 Facebook page. We are gonna chat at you with uh, Facebook Live. And then we'll do the thing with the crazy stupid idiots on My Talk 1071. That's right. Oh my gosh, we got so caught up with our friends on Twitter. Nope, that wasn't Twitter. That was Facebook uh, doing our Facebook wow. live. I'm sorry. Thanks, Granny. It gets a little bit crazy I in wish that break. Uh,
1: the internet's.
0: I was uh, surfing the interwebs. Thank you, Al Gore. Uh, it is time on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. It is time for our crazy stupid idiots.
2: Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot. Yeah.
0: Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands, it stands for, crazy, for crazy stupid idiots. It
1: sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of
0: Florida. Love.
1: Flash. Ha <laughs> ha! Masters of the Unit No, it's not Master of the Universe. Anyway, uh, I want to tell you about a woman who did just that. She flashed. Oh. Hi, my name's 38-year-old uh, Karen Davis and uh, I would like to show the world what I got to, under my shirt. So, recently, Colleen, a Google Street View car was mapping a neighborhood in Australia
2: mm-hmm.
1: when a lady decided... That she needed to show that Google car. <gasps> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so, 38-year-old Karen Davis was like, "Or oh, there's one of them Google cars, rise of lights, rise of lights, Google cars." I don't know how you speak Australian. Anyway, Google cars. Uh, so she ran outside. <gasps> oh my gosh! And exposed her sizable breasts to the passing camera. I will say those are some impressive bazoongas That is,
0: um, I mean, that's amazing,
1: right? Um, so she literally saw the car drive by, held her hands up in the air with her, uh, boobalas hanging out. Now the good news is here that before the photos were uploaded, Google's powerful algorithms triggered the pixelating of aspects, uh, of the images such as faces and license plate numbers. Um, but you can see that her boobs didn't get that treatment. Mm-mm. So they pixelated her face in the license plate number of the car in front of her house.
0: But they don't have a nipple algorithm.
1: Her uh, pepperoni naples are <laughs> in full street view. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> what I love about this. <laughs> here's what she said to the Port Perry recorder, the local newspaper. Oh, look at Google Maps. Hello. And I want it. No, see, I can't. I just can't do it. I look at Google Maps a lot and I wanted to be on there and I thought this is the way to do it. I got to tick something off my bucket list.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Now, she dismissed criticism of flashing her boobalas as the jealous whales of the less pendulous.
0: I love that.
1: Right. Quote, all the flat. <laughs> All Mm -hmm. the flat booby chicks Mm -hmm. think I'm disgusting. She didn't say booby. All the flat booby chicks think I'm disgusting, said Davis, who is hoping that Google will send her a free T-shirt. Update, Google appears to be attempting to blur the image of Davis. Update number two, they have succeeded in entombing the (laughs) topless woman in a pixelation chamber. So... They did pixelate her boobalas, but you can still see oh them on the money interwebs because, of course, nothing goes away.
0: She's kind of my hero. Now,
1: well, okay. Is she, though? Because I want you to do me a favor. Okay. Go to the bottom of this story uh-huh. where it says Update two Google succeeds in entombing topless woman in pixelation oh, uh-huh. chamber.
0: Uh-huh. Please
1: tell me what disturbs you about this photo.
0: Okay. Oh, I got something right away. Um, what disturbs me about this photo? I'm what I don't know, Holly. It there's what looks to be a child watching this woman. (laughs) Oh, whoops! Her husband (laughs) and her
1: child. I'm sure they've seen it. And they're like, "Yeah, well, there's mom." Mom,
2: flash your boobs at the Google
1: guy again. (laughs) Can you look at the roof? It appears that perhaps the water heater has been moved to the roof oh it's so weird maybe you know,
0: that's how they do it down it's under kind of trashy you can uh, still see a sense of joy on this woman's face even though it's blurred out like she's really yes, proud of herself in this moment you guys, listen i don't i don't want to take this moment away from this is her moment like she saw the Google car is coming this really and where she you're was plant like your
1: flag today. Yes. You're going to stand you know up what? for the Because
0: you know I want joy. Pendulous. I want joy on the internet today. I am tired of the dumpster fire and I am you, Excuse I am me. Happy.
1: Excuse me. Pull over. What you're if, drunk. Because what if this I would, is
0: her, What if this is like would this you is in it for any
1: her. other ex, Colleen. Hi. Let's go to your street. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And your neighbor, mm-hmm. while your kids are out playing, comes out oh, no, and not- flashes her pendulous bazooms, and that's her joy. You want her to celebrate her joy? <laughs> you
0: know, here's the other thing. Yeah, I just you're, think we're
1: you're, you're, <laughs> you're so
0: jammed up about breasts. And, um, you do know, there's kind of, a little bit son? like, but no, I don't want my what son. What would you
1: do? You would call 911. This is
0: whataboutism and I won't have it right mm-hmm. now. Oh, I,
1: cute. <laughs> I like I'm, what you.
0: Bradley, I want you to look in the bottom right hand corner of your computer and I would like you to read today's date. Uh hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Wait, hold on. May today's May thirty first. Thirty
0: first. Yeah, yeah. It's twenty eighteen, Bradley. 2018. I mean, you can't steal this woman's joy. No, twenty eighteen. You, you oh, don't I thought maybe away.
1: you were trying to tell me this story was from like five years ago oh. or something.
0: Oh no, this is not uh, on this <laughs> no. day in crazy stupid idiot history. No, okay. it is 2018. twenty. I'm just saying.
1: I was. T- I don't care. I love the breasts. Free the breasts, ladies. You want to look? I get to take my shirt off every day during yeah. my workout because it gets hot and sweaty, and my chest wants to be free.
0: My chest wants to be free too, but it is not polite for me to take my shirt off.
1: I am not here to argue that. I am not going to be the Gloria Allred of keep your boobies in your shirt. I am going to be the, you know, Gloria Allred of you do you, but you as a mom is what I'm calling Mm -hmm. uh, foul on because I don't feel like you're letting your neighbors come out in your front lawn with their boobies.
0: I mean, in my yard but in somebody else's yard if that makes her happy that's called
1: nimby who am
0: i exactly um but who am i who am i to cover her nipples who am i to say to her you don't get to show the google man your boobies
1: what about my wing -wing? i can't
0: take that away from her
1: can i show my wing wing you can
0: do whatever you want
1: oh really however I now who's drunk
0: is that your joy though
1: yeah it actually is (laughs) I would like to free the wang. You want to free the nipple? I'm going to free the wang. Fine. No. No, actually. free it. Okay, right free here? It. Can no, I, right I, now?
0: Yep, free it right now. <laughs> My eyes are closed. Now's a good time to free it. Please, for the love. Please let me know no. when it's been freed Zip. and then also put back in the cage. It I just, oh, whatever. I just, it's an animal? Ew. ew.
1: You started it I
0: didn't start it She started it And I'm proud of her And if she's happy I'm happy I
1: I am proud of those breasts Those are some breasts
0: She should be proud It is impressive Mm -hmm. I have a friend that says breasts are power
1: I feel Okay She says that What does that mean though?
0: She thinks that breasts are power
1: Like they can
0: Like they can lower your electric bills? Sure (laughs) Wouldn't that be lovely? Uh, Anyway Yeah I celebrate her today, Karen Davis. Uh, you, you're stone, are my hero.
1: You're you're really just
0: funny. You should say that because uh, that really plays well into our next story, oh, which good. comes from Wisconsin. Oh, hi, Racine, Wisconsin. Oh, home of
1: the
2: Kringle.
0: I want to tell you about Brenda McMorris. She is 55 years old, and uh, at about 8:23 on Saturday night. She was uh, spotted driving in the dark with her headlights off. This is of concern, of course, because it is...
1: Well, how's she going to see? Exactly. Yeah.
0: So she was pulled over. Uh, The officer conducting the traffic stop. Uh, When they tried to pull her over, she sped off. She reached speeds of 45 miles per hour Ooh, that's and led
1: <laughs> not very them vast. on
0: a 45-mile-per-hour chase, <laughs> uh, even going wrong the wrong way on many streets.
1: Oh, was she drunk?
0: When they finally, f- funny you should ask, when they finally caught up with her, the officer uh, app- approached the car and began to administer a field sobriety test because, again, to your point, Bradley, is she drunk?
1: Yeah. Right? Seems like a no-brainer.
0: Well... As they continued the test, Ms. McMorris said, Uh, this test is dumb. I do not need to complete this test because I'm drunk. Or I'm not drunk. Oh. She said, I'm not drunk. Okay, well, what's going on? I already told you, I smoked some crack. So this field sobriety test, unnecessary, because I'm not drunk. I'm just high on crack.
1: Oh. Does she think she can't get pulled over for crack?
0: Apparently. Oh uh she explained that she had not slept in three days and she had used crack heavily during that period Mm. so here's the thing news flash
1: don't do crack
0: crack is whack yeah and uh she has made her initial court appearance and cash bond was set at four hundred dollars and she's been assigned a preliminary hearing for june 13th good somebody get her some help yeah also crack is whack
1: thank you whitney
0: thank you whitney now, everybody, lift your shirt as we go to break. No. If that brings you joy. encourage
1: this behavior. If it
0: brings you joy. And when we come back. I'm going to uh, take
1: my pants off.
0: Nope. Then. Mm. Nope. We are going to get to our Daily Snap Judgment. Breathe the. That is a question we ask every single day.
1: Downstairs.
0: On the Colleen and Bradley Show. Uh, on our My Talk 107.1 Facebook page. Today we ask the question, what? So
1: I thought we were asking the question, macaroon or macaron. But you sent off the question, which I'm fine with.
0: I thought that this is the question.
1: or macaroni. I thought that was the question. No, it's fine. I just thought it was the.
0: Oh, Macarena. We were going to ask Macarena.
1: That was like third on the list. But it doesn't matter because the (laughs) question as asked is actually macaroon or macaroni. (laughs) <laughs> Which is equally as enjoyable. <laughs> I'm sure nobody answered, though.
0: Oh well, we'll find out when we come back on right. the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. So or macaroni. That is apparently our daily snap judgment on Not the Colleen and Bradley this, Show. You wrote it on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Hi, Bradley Trainer. That's my
1: name. Don't wear it out.
0: I won't trust me. Uh, but every day at this time, we go over to our My Talk 1071 Facebook page and we read through your answers to our Daily Snap Judgment and then we judge you for them. Don't ask questions. That's what we do. It, leave us alone, Julia. <laughs> God, rude. Uh, okay, so today we asked the question, macaroon or macaroni? Sorry. Macaron-a, I forgot we had like
1: many options. Macaroon-a, 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 macaroon or What I meant to send was macaroon so or
0: Macarena.
1: Macarena, macaroon, macaroni.
0: Dennis said, Are these choices because they sound the same? <laughs> My God. Albeit, oh no, he's oh, not pull done.
1: Pull the curtain. Albeit back.
0: totally different. This is an unfair question, as one is a dessert and one is a meal. And with that said, there are so many types of macaroni, and macaroons are just cookies of different flavors. Wow. Okay. <sighs> macaroni, okay, oh,
1: wow. Jeez, Colleen. All right. Seriously, what did you have for lunch?
0: Leave me alone, Sharon said, Macaroni macaroons are pretty, but I'm not a fan of coconut. But I love cheese and noodles.
1: Oh, there's so much going on with her words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, listen, you don't want your coconut, I'll have it. Uh, Scott said, Neither macaroni seems like kids' food, and it's something I care less about as an oh, adult. Oh, god,
1: blow what? it out your
0: cheese. Was- I love that. And this,
1: here we go, go.
0: Oh, it's comfortable. Um, I just want to read that one again because it's so deep. Neither macaroni seems like kids food and it's something I care less about as an adult. Macaroni is a beloved side dish. I will say
1: that, you know, adult palates have been infantilized in our culture of late where, you know, I think it's mostly due to the economic distress that we felt at the end of 2008, which forced us all to sort of pull inward and go to you know a safe and comfortable place and we have fond memories of childhood and eating uh you know pasta noodles with thick cheese
0: you're how, done now how often how often in college just out of curiosity when you were tasked with writing uh, a long I paper know, i knew
1: how to use a lot of words
0: that's what i'm wondering um mm-hmm. how often did you employ that lovely technique that you just showed for a all lot, of us a lot okay. mm. Don said macaroni because it's pasta. Love it so many ways you can use it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Kai said, I wish you would have said macaron because I don't do coconut for any reason. So I guess macaroni.
1: <laughs> Thanks for taking us on that mental journey. Well, maybe. Probably not.
0: Blair said macaroni i'm a salty savory gal
1: Ooh. Mm.
0: yeah you don't really have like
1: a sweet macaroni do you that's interesting right
0: mm. is it
1: <laughs> i'm having a sweet macaroni experience said nobody ever this
0: is what the dumpster fire internet has done to all of us <laughs> today <laughs> Sorry, i'm unraveling it hasn't even we haven't even had a we got normal one more week. day
1: and it's only been day four no <laughs> really? no it's, no, been it's day, day three.
0: three i know that's the worst part you guys we don't have any excuse for the behavior that is uh making itself known hey, right look, now we
1: made it through the week without being racist or calling somebody a bad word true so i'm thinking we're doing Kudos. just fine
0: exactly Uh, let's see. Raleigh said, macaroni, macaroons get stuck in your teeth. They do? I mean, okay. I feel like... Can I just... I'm going to throw this out there in the world. I recognize I'm the person who said I don't like taffy because it gets stuck in your teeth. But really, all food gets stuck in your teeth, and so... Not really. You just need to take care of that. Oh, it does. You just don't realize it's in there.
1: (laughs) But I think her point was... That it gets stuck to your teeth. So you, she notices it more than the other.
0: I mean, I'm not here to translate for other people. Yeah. I'm just saying all food generally gets stuck in your teeth. Yeah.
1: But some more than others. Milk duds. Woof. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me tell you yeah. Take your bridge mm-hmm. work out.
0: Mm-hmm. I do love milk duds, though. You know, what, what are the ones? What are the malted? Um, milk balls? Is that what they're called? Whoppers. Yeah. Whoppers. 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 We had whoppers. Uh, like we won this thing at a carnival situation that had a ton of candy in it, right? Yeah. My kids usually will like that candy is gone five minutes before it hits the front doorstep, right? Yeah. But for some reason, these are the two that stuck around. I finally had. Oh, I should have brought them in. I threw them in the garbage. Whoops! Were you
1: threw candy in the garbage. <gasps>
0: we had Whoppers left.
1: Oh my god! You are basically a horrible human yeah, being. But and if you are gonna th- good in
0: plenty, oh yeah. But if oh, you're gonna I love g- good in plenty. You would. Yes.
1: I feel like that was a dig. Well, actually, yeah, it was.
0: Says the man who used to like to go to the Brock's Penny Candy. Oh my God,
1: the pick a mix. (laughs) And you could taste with a quarter. You just had to put a quarter in the little box and then you could uh, have a taste. Oh, wait, Quick question on, about that. On. I used to carry a little box around and if you gave me a quarter, I'd let you have oh, a taste. Knows.
0: Okay, I found Bradley's enough. AARP card oh, right good. here <laughs> in my stack of mail. I'm so the glad show. he found it. He's been mm. looking for it. He needs it for oh, all those buffet discounts even, and he'd like to order off the back of the menu. I got it on my phone. Back you don't of the carry menu around a
1: paper card. What? At Perkins. Wait, what?
0: Mm-hmm. said he'd like to be able to order off the back of the menu at Perkins. By the way... I mean, I can't wait for that. Me neither. <laughs> Here's the thing: why can't they do? I want, like, can we have all of us senior portions as as an option, and I'll pay more. I
1: don't know what you're saying, actually. But,
0: what? What? Are you not? Have what, you not are, been enlightened? Are old to people
1: the, portions are different? Yeah. What does that mean? Even they're smaller. Okay. <laughs> yes. Why would you want that?
0: It's like ordering off of the kids menu. You get a kid's ice cream cone. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect size. According to whom? You have no. According to menus. Life. No, No, I'm just saying like who wants
1: to eat less?
0: I guess you do at some point. Yeah. Sometimes you just want a kid. That's like my mother.
1: She'll be like, Oh, I just, I can't eat that. It's too sweet.
0: What? Excuse (laughs) me, I don't understand these words. I will say this. Like I, my grandma, God rest her soul. My grandmother used to do this thing. Whenever they would bring food at a restaurant, she would go, Oh, this is too much food. And I would look at her like, grandma, you don't, just because it's in front of you doesn't mean you have to eat it all. You can take some of it home. Also, don't get mad at the restaurant. They're just trying to feed the American appetite, and it's yeah. big. Yeah. And I know it's not yours, but here's the other thing. Don't haven't you ever? Nope. I know. I'm I'm talking to the wrong person. Yeah. No, have I'm you like, never ever so gone to time- a restaurant and only wanted half of something that they served? It's like you don't even I know. know me. That's so what I FYI mean. I'm I,
1: the wrong person. Jamie and I went to dinner with Colleen and Matt once. <laughs> and Jamie and I left like, whoa. <laughs> they are very different. <laughs> because thank you. Because we had uh, we, we went to a, st- steak we went restaurant, a steak. Yeah. And you guys shared an entree.
0: We shared a big A steak.
1: Okay, well, Jamie and I <laughs> ate a big A steak, and we marveled that anybody would, you know.
0: Yeah, but you've learned since that that's not our normal behavior. That was a... No, I think
1: that's your normal behavior. You guys don't inhale the mass quantities at a dinner table that mm, we do.
0: Maybe not in public.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know what you do in your own home, but...
0: Hmm. All right, well, thanks, everybody. That was fun. Okay. What a fun journey we've Lucky had for today. Lucky for you all. You
1: got to listen to us. Yeah. yeah
0: tomorrow, we'll have another journey. Can you
1: just do me a favor and don't say anything mean? Yeah, Thank try you. not to be racist. Uh, bye. And
0: uh, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow.